Welcome to the group podcast by Sin Eaters Guild with HR4K and Contact Coffee. Right, we're recording. Uh, yeah, this is just a general chat, mate, to catch up because we haven't spoken. Um, okay, right, we're here. It's me and Ben. Uh, we are recording this on Thursday evening because everyone's busy and the only way we've done a few with me and Luke and the only way we can get me and Ben is to get Ben after he's finished building his empire in the daytime uh we haven't we're really got and, and yeah and eating obviously um we haven't really got a topic we're just gonna have a catch-up I'm sure we'll go somewhere yeah so how are you are you okay beard's looking yeah, good. good mate yeah um yeah it's good actually uh I was talking about this to my missus actually and, and just saying um how we've missed this last week so obviously what we do is quite public but it's good to catch up with your mates it's good to check in see if everyone's all right you know and let up a little bit of steam talk to people that aren't you're not necessarily mixing with every day of the uh uh, other week so it's good yeah it's good to see you again it's good to catch up mate i know it is whatsapp group's been quiet hasn't it have you noticed that yeah everyone's been busy everyone's been busy um yeah. Well, we're on we're on a bit of a turn, aren't we? If you look at yeah. I me mean, for, for us, you know, we're we're gearing up for Monday for the boot camp. We've been grafting like anything to get Hereford squared away. Uh, you know, uh, guys been up to Colchester getting that sorted out, mm-hmm. um, and planning lots of planning to make sure we've got stuff ready to go to to sustain us coming forward. Mm-hmm. And this isn't necessarily you know trying to uh, turn a coin, but you know, this is trying to get people involved back in, involved in what we're doing, build, build those communities, get yeah. people back out, something for people to look forward to. Yeah. And that takes planning. You know, it takes a lot of working parts, a lot of moving parts. So, yeah, it's been busy, mate. I mean, I know Luke and uh, Nick have been digging out blind with their uh, new venture uh, yeah. in the, uh, I don't know, if we, are we, I don't think we're allowed to say it yet. No, it we are, we are. Yeah, it's open. Okay. It's MacArthur Glen in uh, Caddick. Yeah, you're yeah. to say it now. Okay, cool. So, yeah, they've been grafting on that, um, you know, and uh, you're going through the same shit as I am, making sure your stock levels and yeah. products in, products out, same issues with suppliers. Yeah. It's good, though, you know? It's yeah, but it's, it's, it's not shit busy, is it? It's good to be busy. There's people who aren't busy. But it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, I think it's, it's, you're probably more busy because your thing is a, is a physical thing. And you've been rebuilding something. I basically come into the office and I'm just spinning plates of emails and editing and you know whatever I'm doing. But it's not physical. Get up in the morning, graft all day, get dirty uh, type stuff. You know what I mean? It's well, like, I mean, a lot of that's been down to because of furlough. Uh, you know, uh, staff been on furloughed. Uh, limited uh, getting people in to do bit. a lot of it has been done by myself and you know favours and people helping out so yeah, it's been it's all favors. full on hands on you know but, but what, what's kind of cool though is the messages and uh, the responses we've been get, getting um, where people were also seeing like a light at the end of the tunnel you know something to look forward to and I'm, I'm hoping you know we're part of that you know they obviously People got their own lives and many other things, but you know we want to be a destinations that, that people can look forward to, events people can do. You know we're 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 lucky 
when you look at, say, Instagram or Facebook, our numbers aren't great. We know they're not big numbers, but we know every single one of them is following us because they want to be involved. Yep. You know, it's not clickbait. They want to be involved. So the feedback is really good, really good from what, uh, what we've been getting. So hopefully we're going to give something for people to look forward to, which is mega. Yeah, but it's momentum as well, isn't it? So when the because you're a physical destination, um, you're part of people's sort of movement habits. So people might be going to work and they might pop in and get a brew. They might be coming home from work. They might want to go and train or whatever. And it's building that momentum again of getting people, you know, oh yeah, we are fucking here. You can come back here and just getting that going again. Because I, yeah. yeah, I think they, there must be loads of people in that same situation. Um, yeah. Well, I'm hoping when we do, we're doing the out, we're doing the boot camp stuff because we're going to make the most of those few days. Um, really excited. Tomorrow, uh, we're getting the delivery of all the road kit into the gym here. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be a long slog uh, for those guys tomorrow. Um, and then we've got the boot camp starting Monday. I'm excited because it's a chance for a lot of people to get together legally, mm-hmm. get together, do something positive. Yeah. You know, we're not looking for prima donnas and, you know, and, you know, Johnny Bravo types. I just want, you know, I want Joe Bloggs. I want, you know, wives, girlfriends, mothers, grandmothers, totally. you know, you know, I want, I want good people here. And, and that's what we're all about, you know, good people coming in. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. I'm excited to share the work that the team's done with them. And then hopefully they'll see you know, how impressive it, it is. It's um, mega. Yes, so. I think it's also, I just had, had you just showed me a little tour. It's, it looks great. But it's those, those people I have, you've got the right idea there because those people are more important than the, the people who think they're going to go to the CrossFit Games or whatever. They're those people, like, fine, train. But I'd be more, you're going to get more out of the person who you can, who comes in for a brew, older person maybe, comes in for a sees you've got the trading gear there and asks about that and then maybe comes down and starts getting the mobility sorted again. You know, maybe they can't, sounds silly, but maybe they can't just do a normal squat. Maybe they've lost that mobility. Uh, yeah. Maybe they can't pick their grandkids up and play with their grandkids as much as they used to. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. They're the people you're going to get more, I think probably more satisfaction out of helping. You know, and that's all it'll be because you create environments that people feel comfortable in. So they will, instead of just ignoring what's going on in the corner, they're used to coming in, they're comfortable, having a laugh, having a brew, and they might go, oh, I might just, can I just jump in on that? And you say, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's awesome. You've got to do the whole yeah, package. We're looking, we're going to do, a, we're going to do a Young Guns, okay. uh, which would be kind of cool, you know, for kids and stuff. So yeah. I'm excited about that. So yeah, like we've got the old, uh, you know, more mature, if you like, and then obviously the young and, and uh-huh. stuff. But that means that obviously parents and, and they can enjoy that with their kids. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely about the old thing. I mean, I, you know, trying to drag my dad down as well, which is good. Um, uh, he's unfortunately had a few issues re- recently, mm-hmm. um, but he's getting over that. But obviously what we need to do is keep him active. And he is naturally a very active person, but mm. obviously can't do some of the stuff that he wanted to do before. So obviously keeping him active, obviously uh, uh, helps with uh, releasing endorphins, makes you happier, totally. all that sort of bits and pieces, and gives you, you know, gives you somewhere to go and enjoy. So, and also I get to enjoy it with him, which is uh, exactly. mega important as well. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, community relationships. I mean, the thing about Fizz is, 
people who've like obviously your dad's physical background in the past, but people who have never really done fizz, but you might get all the way through and they're one of those people who maybe didn't put weight on, they were just lucky. Go all the way through life and just felt like they were okay and then start to notice niggles. If you haven't had that experience of physical fitness and training being part of your life, you don't know that it has to hurt to feel good, if you know what I mean. The yeah. initial, this is fucking shit, that we all feel, all of us, we all go, this is fucking shit. But actually, yeah, you do get the endorphins, you do feel better, and you see the progress. You're like, I start to feel okay. You know, if I... Depression's probably too much of a, a strong word, but definitely, if you start to feel down in the dumps a little bit, physical fitness is, or training is one of the things that will can help you get out of it. It's not a cure. Yeah, quite agree. But, you know, I notice it. If I don't train, I just, I stop feeling like myself. Obviously, I can't brainwash like yep. you are. But, you know, I, I stop feeling like myself. I don't feel like Gaz, like I'm supposed to be in reasonable shape. I shouldn't get out of breath going up the stairs. But you, yeah, but you need a realization, you yeah. know, like my, my old man. So I hope, he, I hope he's not listening to this and he thinks I'm <laughs> bashing But my old man, you know, he, he did peak on me at the age of 38, 39, you know, okay. um, was still doing lots of bits and pieces. Um, he's still incredibly active, uh, as I said, uh, prior to this, these recent events. Mm-hmm. Uh, is slim, looks healthy, you know, um, but is very aware that he's unable to do the things that he did before. Mm-hmm. And you take a lot of that for granted that you, you can't do these things you did before. However, you know, you join a gym or you join a club like this, then you know your limitations, you know what you can do, you still feel good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talked about, you know, you're hitting your PBs, you know, your new P, your PBs are changing. You have to change because of your abilities or what you can and can't do. Yeah. You can now hit new PBs. And even if that new PB is the classic, you know, couch to 5K, that's a PB. That's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, what you see bar, bar folks who are uh, suffering from an illness, um, what you see is um, people degrade because they're not active. Mm-hmm. You know, they think, oh, well, I was, you know, I was in the military, I was fit as fuck, you know, and uh, I've still got it. We, you haven't, because now you're sitting in front of the TV. Yeah. You know, I spoke to a couple of friends of mine who's, who are lorry drivers. They left the military, they're now lorry drivers. Spent Lee a Bartley. lot of time. Lee Bartley. Sorry? You remember Lee Bartley? Yeah, yeah, top bloke. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Perfect Jeremy example. Yeah, he's, a, he's, he's a fat bloke now. <laughs> yeah. So, but a lot of guys that, yeah. Do you know what? He got B-Company champion, he did. I know he, he did. That's what's champion. funny about it. <laughs> um, but but the thing is, so there's a couple of issues there with, yeah. with that. Um, obviously, there's not, you know, everyone has their own varying issues. But, you know, for so for a couple of guys I was talking to recently who are lorry drivers mm. um, or, you know, they heavy goods drivers, they spend a lot of time out on the road. They're, they're eating between... they're not burning off the calories and they've got a lot of time to think yeah yeah you know hopefully they'll be listening to this podcast and enjoying this but they've got a lot of time to think um and when you you have a lot of time sometimes you overthink things you you kind of delve into the weeds too much and then obviously you start thinking about the fact that you're not being as active which obviously becomes a catch-22 situation um so kind of like we want to sort of these guys are all in my peer group. They're, you know, our peer group, you know, our age bracket. And I want to sort of kind of get those guys in when they've got time off to come and, you know, burn off some calories, mm-hmm. release those endorphins and share and talk and, you know, yeah. get amongst other people. 
So because obviously their 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 career choice or where they've gone into is somewhat solitary. Well, it's hard. It's also very, very, very difficult to stay fit in that job because you do incredibly yeah. long hours. And like you say, you're and, and they work. They work hard, mate. That is they, true. I should have been a bit mean to Lee there. That's true. If I ever see him again, he'd probably punch me. But yeah, but yeah, it's a it's a fucking difficult job. Like I even yeah, I don't sit. I sit. I sit down all day now pretty much and I noticed that I've had to try and get to do something to try and keep on top of things because yeah I'm not my life has changed yeah well you I'm looking for it but selfishly I'm doing it for myself you know I yeah. want to I want to I want I want something to look forward to you know I've got, I've got the kids and everything else but I want you know something else you know something in the day a bit of routine uh you know head down do some fears Mm-hmm. shoot the shit with people I want to hang around with, you know, and then and feel good about myself and, and them. And, you know, I mean, it's kind of cool, you know, and that's that's what it's all about. You know, we're not looking at big numbers either. We're, I think we want to max out at probably around sort of 60 for the gym, mm-hmm. 30 initially in the first sort of six months to a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not, we're not, you know, we're not trying to take over the world here. We just want to create something kind of cool, you know. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you what we are doing. This is going to be mega. Um, so we've got the Murph coming up for Memorial Day on May 31st. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to, and I hope if anyone's listening to this that they want to join in, we're gonna we're gonna do two events, one in Colchester, where we're gonna try and get loads of people from the brigade and and, and anyone else who lives in around Colchester that follows mm-hmm. you and, and us, yeah. get them involved and do and do a Murph up at okay. Colchester. And then I want them. It's also anyone who lives in this local area to come down here on Memorial Day at some point, whatever suits them, and do a Murph here. Uh, we're going to give away some Yeti stuff, which is mega. Um, yeah. Some big prizes from Yeti, actually, uh, to right. one at each location. But but I just think it'd be something really cool. We want to build it up over two months. We've got two months before it happens. Mm. You know, something that people can come down, come and train, get a vest on, or even do it without a vest. And I'm kind of thinking... Murph's a big fucking challenge. You know, Murph, you think, oh my God, it's fucking massive. But actually, let's build you up now for two months. Mm. And then on the day, you know, you're building up to it. And then on the day, you just pull out your best. Yeah. You know, but you're sharing the pain with everyone else. So, you know, it's not like, it's not an individual effort. It's it's an individual effort, but you're you're doing it with friends, you know? So so that's kind of what we're planning for the next two months. Uh, is is a is a is a Murph challenge on Memorial Day, and then hopefully people can do it in memory of anyone that they they feel mm. deserves it. You know, well that's a CrossFit thing anyway, isn't it? Of uh, you're only really challenging yourself. Now, you're not meant to look left and unless you're in the games. You're not meant to look left and right. You're supposed to go in and just do your your best, and that's kind of it. And that's it's one of the things they got very very right. I think there is no yeah, I'm better than you. It's like Let's all work. Let's do what we can. Well, well I'm fucked now, so I'm probably going to have to do that now, aren't I? Yeah, you are, yeah. yeah. So I, I was kind of, kind of, I, was, I didn't know you were going to throw this CrossFit thing in, uh, but yeah, I was uh, I was hoping you could, oh yeah, what a good idea, Ben. Yeah, okay. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, so here yeah. would be nice if you could come down on okay. uh, May the 31st. It'd be nice if you get looped down as well. Okay. Um, come down May the 31st, bring a vest. 
Roger. And, uh, I need to get, I need to do my pull-ups then, don't I? Fuck's sake. I can do yeah. the rest well, of it now, John, but I just need to do pull-ups. If you can't do those things, what we'll do is we'll we'll scale it. Uh, you know, if, if people can't do certain things, I mean, I know I've, I've pulled my shoulder quite badly yeah. uh, a couple of years ago on the Spartan races, and I'm still suffering with it, and that just comes with age and everything else. Um, and then I was showing off in front of my kid on a skateboard <sighs> and, and fell on my, on my right elbow. So Was that the, the obvious features, fucking... One wheel? Uh, no, no. no. Yeah. Did you have a go with that? Was that any good? One wheel. Yeah. Well, there's a guy called Scott Allen who runs um, a company up in Scotland. And okay. um, he, uh, he he said, oh, I sell them. You fancy one? And I was like, no, <laughs> they are a death trap. <laughs> you know to I mean? be fair to him, uh, Christy Craighead, and I, I pitched you post the other day, he looked pretty uncomfortable, I thought. He didn't look comfortable on that fucking thing. Well, I wonder. I wonder how many how many takes that took because <laughs> Mike was taking a picture of him going backwards and forwards past the yeah. past the yeah. Uh, and then obviously it was like, oh, you can st- still see my face. Do another picture. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. No, it's good. It's good. Good to spend time with him. Actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it'd be cool. Yeah, it'd be cool if you if uh, you and anyone else who's listening come down to either HL or K Hereford or, or hopefully Colchester. Then um, two months is enough, isn't it? Two months is enough. Two months, yeah. Just enjoy it, and then we'll probably finish. Uh, depending on what time, we'll probably put a bit of a barbecue on. I think. Well, yeah. Um, so um, you know, make the most of it. Make a bit of a day of it. You know. Cool. Well, I'll stick it on the old Discord group, and we'll get my my little group of nutters on there involved, and they'll love that. Yeah, but like, it's, I told you, man. It's all they fucking talk about is when's Ben gonna open and have something we can come down to. So if they have to do a Murph, you know, to yeah. do it, that's a double win, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think I think it's the only thing we're going to be able to do as it's part. We can do it as outdoor fitness. Now yeah. we've got the the beaver pit rigs outside. Yeah, yeah. It's something that I think we can do and get away with. Mm, totally. um, you know, without kind of dropping ourselves in the shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which we don't want to do because obviously there are there's still. Um, yeah, there's still, you know, we got to screw them up, you know. Yeah, run away, well, out, but yeah, it's uh, we do we need to not take the piss. No, so, what well, have you been up to? I've been all about me. What have you been up to, mate? Um, what have I been up to? to general work, mate, to be honest. I mean, we're looking work wise, um, not that much, ticking over, yeah, literally just ticking over, trying to get the stock in. So, we've got uh, Guys running the Facebook ads now, which are working. So, yeah, the the problem you've got is trying to keep stocking, which is a fine problem. That's a that's yeah, a, it's not a bad problem to have, is it? No, nah, but it just means I have to be organised. You know, it's just my endless battle with how's the uh, how's the house hunting going? Ah, oh, mate. So yeah, not bad, not bad. So we spent the last two weekends up in uh, Blackpool doing that business. It's okay. I'm just looking forward to it. We're still waiting to, for the Mojibaz to come back and tell us how much we can actually have. You know what it's like as a if you're a director of a company, your finances look weird anyway because um, they're tax efficient. But uh, yeah, we see what comes back. See what he says we can have, and then we'll we'll either wait out a little bit longer because there's potentially some funds coming towards the end of the year. Um, We'll either wait out for that and move then, or if he gives a green light a bit early with a decent amount of cash, then we'll go. I go tomorrow, mate. I'm licked. I'm licked with this place. Kills me. Yeah. But it depends on how we do it. I may end up moving back into the house for a bit 
if we do it later in the year, because uh, I've got a one-year lease on the office I'm, I'm in now, and if I can't negotiate like a three or six month extension to that, then I'll just have to bid it uh, until we move and I'll, I'll be back in the house with the dogs, which would be mega, wouldn't it? That'd be good for the podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to start going out for walks to do the podcast or something. Not to do something. Well, what's the, what, what about the office? What's going on with that? What this? Well, oh, you mean when I move? I do have the house. Yeah, I'm pretty much sold on the whole decentralized working thing. The more I look into it, the more I like it. So um, at least in the very short, or at least in the short term, I will, the idea is to get a big enough house that there is an area where I can have as the office and I'll just work out the house. You know, it would, the only issue we have at the moment is that my house is pretty much open plan. There's only two doors in the house, and that's on my missus' bedroom and my bedroom. Um, the people who don't know that we sleep in separate rooms will be going, what? That doesn't make any sense. But... Uh, yeah, so the dot we've got no way to an animal. Well, she needs good. to separate herself from you every now and again. Well, kind of, but mainly because I'm fucking annoying, apparently. So I'll just sleep in the separate room <laughs> so she can actually sleep. Uh, but yeah, the idea is that I'll, I'll run it out of the house and um, I'll have like the idea is that I'll have like a study office type thing. And then we'll, because yeah. we're not, we don't have kids, we're not having kids. One of the bedrooms will probably become like the podcasty type whatever place um so uh, i mean obviously this is happening across the across the world now isn't it really you know yeah. people looking up um and there's always a need to to get out socialize and, and you know you need to spend some time with other people and i think that's still massively important i think be looking forward to like pubs opening and mm. you know other sort of social kind of bits and pieces for people to go and enjoy i think working from home obviously there's so many pros and cons so many pros and certainly some cons with yeah. actually productivity depending on what who and who you know who you are and what sort of person you are yeah i know productivity for me if i worked at home wouldn't be ideal because mm -hmm. i'd be easily distracted um you know red tube something like that um <laughs> But then, but then at work, I'm easily distracted as well because obviously people come in and yeah. I don't know, you know. So, but that's kind of part of your job, isn't it? It's like as we move forward in this, you've got to try and really find what it is you're good at and, and do those bits. Like as soon as we can afford it, I will palm this off on somebody. The actual running of a day-to-day -day company, I will palm off on someone because they would do it better than me. And all I will do is be head of brand and community. That's what I do, because that's what I'm good at. It's what I understand. So, yeah. Um, but I, they, you're, it's a pain in the ass because you have to go into a building and people want to see you and talk to you. And that, But that's part of oh, what I don't, I don't know about that. I think sometimes people are a bit gutted when I come around the corner. I go, oh, mate, I knew I came in for a quiet brew. <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 now the duty... Uh, the duty boring bloke comes around and starts I don't know, mate. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that, that you there is a host aspect to your job, I think. Yeah, there is a certain amount. I was talking to uh, one of the lads who came in yesterday with his uh, with his missus. Um, kind of cool. They came away uh, uh, from Cheltenham, and um, we were talking about that. And the, it's one of those fine lines where you need work done. Now we've we've separated it. 
um, mm. you know, we've got two very distinct areas where you can separate. You know, we've yeah. had to do that, but that's work. But you know, uh, the whole point is, you know, this is about you know people coming in and feeling very welcome, and and that's that's important. And if if the staff aren't here to do it, then that has to be me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so you and I spoke uh, earlier, well, late last week about um, a topic. Yes. Um, obviously, we're going to a bit of a curveball for anyone who's still listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but I think it's an interesting topic and I don't want to get too melancholy about it yeah. um, as for, for a number of reasons it's not not helpful but the the topic i want to talk about was loss yeah and losing uh someone or people you know uh close to and i and i i don't know what the the i suppose the, the demographic of the your listeners are our age group you know that they're, they're from our age group so we're all kind of going through a very mm-hmm. similar situation based yeah. on the natural circles of life if you like um when we were younger when we were in the reg right it was almost the dumb thing to do a mum joke or a dad joke yeah mm-hmm. your mum it was always a, you know i remember there's a guy i, I won't say his name on the on the phone because he's he's gone somewhere now um but he i remember when he was a brand new tom i i tried giving him a bit of shit in front of everyone and he turned around and said that's what your mum said last time i shaved her back and, and it absolutely devastated me in front of everyone because I had no, I mean, where's the comeback on that? Yeah, I mean, I was actually massively impressed. I now use it as, as my go-to. And um, um, so mum jokes always, you know, everything, that's what your mum said, you yeah. know, or, or someone says, that's what your mum said, that's what your mum said last time I was, or whatever. Yeah. And then, and then obviously, and then blokes love to take it a little bit further. And that's what your dad said the last time I was, you know, and it's just at home. Yeah, there's no line. There's no line with the blokes. There's no, no line. No, there's no line. There's and no then, line. and then it gets to a stage in your life where you've got to ask the question. You know, well, you don't even do that. You hesitate a mum joke. You know, there's a perfect opportunity for a mum joke, yeah. and you're about to kick in with a mum joke, and then you've got to now pause because you're at that stage in your life where there's a good chance that person's mum or dad may have passed away. Yeah, so you don't want to offend. Now, I've got a good friend of mine called Tom Blakey. Uh, which quite a few people probably follow you will know Tom Blake is he's yeah. an amazing bloke and he does a lot of really good stuff without people knowing about it and uh, mm-hmm. you've got to take your hat off a lot of really good stuff that he doesn't publicize and um, but I used to do uh, he was the he was the ultimate mum joke ultimate dad joke bloke and I went and did a dad joke or a mum joke on him and he said oh my mum's passed away and I kind of laughed it off, you know. He went, no, yeah, no, yeah. seriously. And I was like, mate, I'm, I'm so sorry. I apologise. He said, no, it's cool. You know, if I'm going to give you a mum joke, I'm, I've got to accept a mum joke in return. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So that, that's where you obviously you're separating, you're separating the actual real, you know, the actual person who is your mum to actually the concept of mum. Yeah. yeah, the concept of, of mum. Yeah. Um, but um. It's interesting. I I, uh, I uh, read recently that a, a friend of mine uh, died, a, fr- a family friend, in fact, and a friend yeah. of mine, a bloke called Tom Pollock. Um, Tom is an absolute legend. For anyone who doesn't know who Tom Pollock is, Tom Pollock was um, uh, originally in Eastern, from Eastern Europe, and he came over to study to be a doctor. 
Um, and while he was at university, he um, joined 10 Para or 4 Para, I think it was 10 Para. Mm -hmm. And he joined uh, one of the two. So he joined one of the reservist units. And he loved it so much that he then decided to join the Reg. Right. So he finished medical school as a doctor and then joined the Reg as a Tom. That's hilarious. He went on selection. He um, he held the record for endurance for a best part of a decade, I believe. Fair well enough. known. Actually was badged. And then unfortunately, due to his security clearance, especially within the 80s, yeah. he... Um, he, he uh, he was told that he couldn't serve in the SAS. Obviously, massively devastated, went back to three power. He was involved in, uh, there was an, uh, an RTA or an accident of some kind, and he's there putting lines in, speaking Latin, all this sort of stuff. And, you know, the head shed come over and go, what are you doing? You know, what the hell are you doing? And he was like, well, actually, I'm a, I'm a qualified doctor. So they mm -hmm. shat themselves that there's a reg bloke <laughs> who's a qualified doctor yeah. in the ranks. Um, and I think he, after that, he went off and, worked for uh, i can't remember if it was the omanis or, or, or one of the somewhere in the middle east yeah and um and then he came back eventually uh to the remc right uh joined 23 pfa which is the airborne side um i think came back as a captain or a major mm -hmm. um and uh, and then him and my old man they started a thing called the black serpent which is the sf uh, med support uh uh, thing that they do they do so it's amazing it's really come on leaps and bounds and they started that back in like the 90s now this guy was an absolute legend like um he was then the doctor i think he was uh he was the oldest person to still be parachuting in the <laughs> army it was only up until a few years ago yeah. i remember being on tour with him which he was mega out on there he um he was he was an absolute bloke's bloke of a doctor he yeah. he loved being with the men yeah he loved being with the blokes and if you needed something you know in the med center if you needed something he he looked after you because he knew you were an adult you know yeah. he treated you like an adult he knew you're a professional soldier and treated mm -hmm. you uh, like that um i believe he used to have a pub and my <laughs> old man used to say that he'd sort of fuck off halfway through the week and then go and run his pub <laughs> as well as like a, he had a building company as well and a few other things he was just just a, an amazing interesting person and he's yeah. still doing kind of uh sort of um uh fell running and all kinds of stuff up until recently now uh, unfortunately he's he was ill he became quite ill a couple of times he'd been ill okay. and then he passed away on 15th of march um so you know, these things, these things to us now are happening more and more frequent based mm -hmm. on our age and our, our community that we have around us. And it's yeah. how we kind of, how we deal with that and how we reflect on these individuals. And as, as you heard from me there, I, uh, you know, I have a lot of love for this man. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 as an amazing person, looked after me absolutely amazingly, always had time for me and my old man and, and anyone else I knew. And although we weren't close, you know, certainly in the last few years, you know, it's still someone who had an impression on your life. And, and how do you deal with that? How do you, you cope with that? And I suppose it's still that realization that this is life, isn't it? You know, this is, you know, these people come into your life, you, you try and make the most of that time you, you have with them, if you can remember. Um, 
you look at grandparents and always use, especially at our age, we was thinking, oh, I wish I'd spent more time with my grandparents. Well, mm-hmm. bullshit, because when you're young, I want to be on the piss. I want to be out going to gigs. I want to be chasing girls. I want to be, yeah. you know, this is life. Life isn't that you want to spend every waking moment with these people because you've got your own lives to live. So, and they have their own lives too. Of course they do, yeah. You know what I mean? Part of the... Part of the... <laughs> You know, does it, it maybe not with grandparents, but certainly with your parents. Once you're 18 or 21 or whatever, once you start making your own life, they expect you to come and visit. They don't expect you to be there constantly because it's it's a release so they can, with the, with the best will of the world, they want you to fuck off so they can get back to having their own lives because they've been raising you for 20 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, but some people, you know, you that's pretty much, you know, most of their life, you know, as in some people, certainly people when, you know, you look at guys and girls who got together in their teens and, you know, then yeah. had kids. They've never really got to have their, you know, their time yeah. for some of them. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I'd be interested to have any feedback off the guys and girls that are listening and just see how they're dealing, how, how, how that sort of loss has affected them. You know, and I'm talking about, you know, circle of life loss. I'm not talking about immediate loss that would happen on tour i think we've talked about that and other people have talked about that before i i think it's just an interesting topic to talk about within our our demographic our age group mm-hmm. uh, because this is this is the time that sort of happens and, and those changes those changes happen i mean you know you if you don't mind me talking about yourself you yeah, yeah. you're you've you've really you comprehended the loss of your dad very well because you understood what the build-up to that was and you prepared yourself for that didn't you well the thing is only not really because i only found out he had cancer three weeks before he died oh really i'm sorry i thought it was no 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 no. so (laughs) we might as well talk about this now right um yeah so i'm I think I spoke about it on one of the solo podcasts I did, but just me. So the way it worked was I um, I hadn't spoken to him for about 10 months prior to him dying. We had a, we had a fallout uh, over what I assumed at the time was just him being a dick. Uh, so we had like a proper a fall. So to go back even further, so in 2015, I had a proper fallout with him. And I didn't speak to him for a year. Uh, just like, because we're both with each other, we just, just didn't cross paths for a year. It was easy just to stay out of the way. And at the time, again, I thought he was just, I thought it was because he was being a dick. The only thing that made me see him again or him come and see me was the fact that me and Katie got married and we managed mm. to get him to the wedding. Um, but I didn't know at the time that's when he was diagnosed with cancer. So basically, my, my dad died of prostate cancer that went into his spine and fucking everywhere. So for the next, I don't know, four years after that, everything was fine. But he seemed to be going downhill. He didn't tell anybody. He only his wife knew. None of us knew. So he's, he was just turning from this guy that I knew. So yeah, he's bigger, bigger guy than me, always been fit all his life, very sort of um, strong, fit guy. Just having a decline and just not really doing anything you know, losing his fitness, uh, seeming to be lazy, not being interested in anything, just watching the TV all day because he'd retired because we didn't know because of the cancer, he'd retired. 
Um, and he was making up all these illnesses that he had. So I had a a uh, like a thing in his in his leg, and then he had a an ulcer and all this stuff. And I'm I'm getting pissed off at him because I'm looking at him going, "Why have you just turned into a lazy fuck?" You know, we need to get down the gym, and I'm trying to get him to come to the gym, trying to get him to do whatever. Anyway, that goes off about four years or so. And in that time, he's told he's got the all clear, and then he comes back. Uh, so, yeah, then we had another fallout. And then we had 10 months where we didn't speak. Then after those 10 months, it just happened that we, we went, me and my brother went round to see him. Because was, everyone was isolating during that time, obviously. And uh, he was, we thought he was isolating because of his age or whatever. And actually, the guy's isolating because he's piling in with cancer. And he's having treatments every other day to try and uh, square it away. Um, and uh, yeah, so the last time, I, this is the last time I saw him. The last time I saw him was at the other end of his front garden. So he came to the door. Me and my brother came to like the end of the entry and just had a chat. Uh, whether he knew that was the last time we were going to see him or not, I don't know. But I certainly didn't know it was the last time. But I didn't know he had cancer at that point still. Three weeks later, with me trying to um, just get on with life or whatever, I get text. In fact, I get added. <laughs> it's fucking funny. Me and my brother get added to a WhatsApp group called Sons. And on there is me, my dad, and Nick. And I it comes up and it's like, Dad typing. And I text Nick, my brother, and he's like, I said, what's going on here? This looks not, what, this is suspicious, what's happening? And um, yeah, after a while, it just comes through. And it's like, I've uh, just got to tell you, I've, um, I've got cancer. And we're like, oh, okay. And then suddenly it all makes sense why this big, strong guy has completely degraded, completely degraded to the point where he's basically just like, this looks like he's made of dust. And it's just skin and bone, pretty much. Uh, now, you then go through the, are you on a clock? You know, we're on a, we a clock now. Yeah, have you, why have you told us? Have you found out there's a problem? Uh, apparently, he said that he told us because um, his missus couldn't take the strain of not telling anyone anymore. So, yeah, we then have a couple of weeks or three weeks where um, we're trying to see him because he's having his treatments or whatever, and we're, we're trying to see him, and he won't let us see him. So at that point, I'm thinking, this is not looking good. Why would he let us go and see him? And then, yeah, three weeks later, I get a uh, uh, phone call off my brother, Nick, that he's had a phone call off my other brother, Liam, saying, uh, we, need to get, we need to get down, because they live in Wallasey, where my dad's, where the family's from. I obviously live an hour and a half away. So he's like, you need to get down, because dad's got into hospital, it's not looking good. I'm like, right, okay, great. And then literally five minutes later, Nick rings and says, yeah, he's gone. Um, so I could, a different person, like I, I am very lucky in that I'm annoyingly logical, annoyingly rational, and have a certain view of death. So if I was somebody different, the fact that, I didn't speak to my dad for, eight, for you know, I don't, on and off with him for five years, maybe. And I didn't speak to him for the last 10 months before he died. And all that time, he knows he's dying of cancer. All that time, he knows. 
And I'm, he's saying, can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? And I'm saying no, because I think he's being a dick. Uh, and I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest about the last bit. So the, the reason I fell out with him the last time was because uh, there was a, an issue about money, about uh, me and Katie's wedding that hadn't been resolved. And he'd, he'd given us some money. And it was never meant to be a, a loan or anything like that. It was just, here's some money. And I was like, okay, fine. And he rang me up randomly one day and said, I need that money back now. And I was like, okay, where am I going to get 10 grand from right, right now? I can't just take that out of the business. That's not a thing. And he's like, well, I need it. You need to give it to me. And because I don't know anything, I don't know he's in shit state. I'm like, no, that's unreasonable. You know, I, I can... Why have you suddenly come to me for this now? Um, and what actually happened was for the last four years, his previous employer that he'd had to leave for the treatment had been playing his paying private healthcare for him. And in that last year, they basically said, look, we can't do this anymore. And he had exhausted his funding. Now my dad wasn't skint. Was not skint at all. He was a very successful salesman. But in those four years, him and his missus had tried to have a bit of a life together in case the worst happened. And when he that he was relying on this money for the treatment, and when that ended, he had no very little money uh, to pay for this expensive treatment. And yeah, and I basically he he asked me for money to have back so he could pay for his treatment, and I said no. I said no. Maybe you weren't know. This is my point. This is exactly it. Because that's in my mind, that's exactly where I go. That whole thing there, any bad feeling that there might have been, any weirdness was all his decision. The whole thing was his decision. He handled it exactly the way he wanted to handle it. He had a choice at any moment in that time to say, right, okay, I need to tell people I've got cancer, I'm probably gonna die here. But he didn't. And I think there's probably two aspects to that. He probably, I know certainly he didn't because he didn't want people to treat him any differently because he was always the head of the family and all that. He, was, he took right. that idea. The older, he was the oldest brother of, um, I think there's five of them, grew up in a tiny house, all done well. He did like the best. So he, he has that very yeah, prideful place, looked after everybody. He, yeah, he took that role of the head of the family. I imagine it's like bread. Is it like bread? Is he yeah, like, well, to, uh... I'll be absolutely honest, it's exactly like that. That's exactly what it's like. <laughs> what's your yeah. man's name? Is it the, the main guy? I forgot his name. Someone like, will know. Yeah, someone will tell us. But yeah, he took, he took that very seriously and he made the decision that he wasn't going to tell anybody. You know, so even his his mum, his brothers, sisters, everybody found out after we did. He told us before anyone. Um, so there's, I don't have any no, I, bad I, I feeling mean, there. I think you, you know, there is, there's a lot of sense in being logical about this, about, about these things. But anyone that I've lost, uh, whether it's the lads that have died on ops or whatever, um, I've always looked back on those people and tried not to be felt guilty about not spending enough time with them. Mm. But I've often, and I know you and I have talked about this, I've, I've often got emotional uh, out of, uh, being so proud of those people. Yeah. Um, when um, when Lloydie died, um, he was flown back into 
So we we uh, accompanied him back um, from Afghan, um, where he was repatriated onto a C-17. C-17 landed. Uh, CH-47 then backed up to the um, C-17. Uh, he was cross-decked onto that. We walked in and we were slinging our crikey. We were literally like straight off the ground in the crikey, yeah. him and me. And then we flew uh, straight onto into camp here at the time. I mean, this is obviously quite a few years ago now. Uh, flew straight out of camp. Um, and while we were, you know, the whole time we were there, he was he was in front of us. We sat with, with his coffin, me and my mate, uh, sat with his coffin. And we were, you know, slagging him off and gobbing off about him like, like we would, you know. Mm-hmm. And just as we sort of came over camp, um, we then looked out the window and we saw everyone there. And we landed and, and on came a load of guys in the number twos to them to march them off. And mm-hmm. it fucking hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah. And it hit me because I was so proud of him. I was so proud of, you know, this is what everything he's achieved. And these men are dressed as they are for him. Yeah. You know, he, everyone's, everything that's going on today is for him, you know, um, massively, massively proud. And then, so I, you know, going back to, uh, you know, what I just said about Tom and, uh, and other people, you know, other people who are close. And I think you look back, I think I personally, I deal with it with looking at them as an individual, as opposed to the guilt of what I did or haven't done. Because why should I make it about me, mm-hmm. really? Do you see what I mean? It's, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's I not mean, me is it there's a lot no... of people love to do that these days they love to turn things about them yeah you know you, you we saw this recently on unfortunately clapham and we've seen this on blm mm. we see everything else where people yeah. suddenly turn every sad event into but actually you know there's some i think there's a it's a really good opportunity to look back on those individuals lives and, and be very proud of what they what they achieved and what they did yeah i mean there's it did you can do that and i mean i don't know i think one of the things people one of the rabbit holes people go down um, is they they try and do things like they think they're meant to. So like the, the that grieving process, it's not safe for everybody. It's not safe for everybody. You know, you, not everybody is going to cry. Not everybody is going to have it affect them straight away. Some people, it might be a couple of months down the line, something can happen and then suddenly it hits you. There's nothing wrong with any of that. Like you have to just accept what you, cause it's a, it's a, some of it's a physiological response. So you, you have to accept what your body wants to do. If your body wants to cry, then you go, well, same as anything else, you cry. But it's the, the overthinking aspect is where people can really get into trouble. The, the, what ifs and all of those things, what ifs are the most pointless thing in the world? There's no, they make no sense whatsoever. You know, a million things could have happened, but they didn't. They didn't happen. You didn't do the things you wanted to do. They did the things that they wanted to do. You know, mm. doesn't, we're all living our own lives, making the best of it. And you just- Yeah, a, a, good, a good friend of mine, and I know you know the guy as well, he, he suffers from guilt. Um, uh, it's a, little, a bit like a survivor's type guilt where, mm he swapped out with a guy. Yeah. Uh, he swapped out on a job with a guy and the guy died on that job. Yeah. He, he has a guilt of, of that. Um, there are many other issues that he, 
he recognizes. However, for a long period of time, he felt that that was why he feels that he does. Mm. Um, and these are ways, you know, that, you know, butterfly effects, all the other good things that we, you know, yeah. the, the fact is that was the way the dice rolled. That's what happened. That this is the outcome yep. and how you deal with it. I agree with you as well is, you know, dwelling on these things. How, how do you, I mean, personally, I, through loss, I remember when we lost Lee Ellis and Rich Holmes, I, um, I felt that I couldn't really show too much emotion. However, a lot of empathy with my blokes at the time, because I needed to feel that I, that they had a commander or a, you know, something that was still, you know, we were still on ops. We still had a mission. We still had everything else. Um, and, you know, when I got back, it was actually when I sat down, I remember I was reading the newspaper um, and it was an article about them. And my missus just looked over and I was, you know, I was crying my eyes out. Yeah. And, and it's, again, I, I, it comes down to, I was so proud of those guys. that that's what I was, I was so, you know, I, I was mourning because it, it's healthy to mourn. Yeah. However, you know, if we had all just got round and, you know, just, it wouldn't have been a healthy situation for anyone. It wouldn't yeah. have been a, you know, and also to be fair, I, I didn't feel like I, it, it didn't hit me. Um, you know, when, when, uh, I think when Lloydie got brought in uh, on the, the back of the lifter, I wasn't, I wasn't on the job. I was in a, a separate, separate job at the time, mm. but the lads all came in and then I, I RV'd with them at the hospital. Um, and, um, you know, and it hit a lot of the guys quite early on. And I remember going back and I had, who's uh, with the old RSM of Paul, and he was like, you all right, mate? You know, do you need a bit of time? And I was like, no, I'm good. You know, I'm, I'm all right. And it hadn't hit me. You know, it hadn't dawned yeah. on me. And it really hadn't until obviously we were we were taking, taking him home. Um, but, you know, you can't force that out. There isn't this thing. It's almost like rusty. Um, it's like a, a bit of a virtue signaling, isn't it? Sometimes yeah. people are overly over the top. But again, you know, everyone deals with it differently. Totally. And you shouldn't feel, you shouldn't feel like you're forced to do that. Like those, both those situations there, especially the um, first one with Leo Ellison. Um, like, you're, like exactly like you say, you're still doing your job. The correct reaction for you there is that you're now... You're, you know, you're a leader. You have to allow your blokes to do what they need to, but also somebody does have to be that focal point at that point. And yeah. it's not that you know if if you've got to you've got to know yourself well enough. So you might have been that really hit you, and you needed to say, look, you need to get somebody else in here because I need some time. This yeah, is and fun. I don't want to. I would have gladly would have gladly done that. Yeah. Well, uh, the, um, Chris Tickham, he was the OC, and he actually came up and he says, look, can you come down to the office? He says, uh, and it was the next day. I think we gave twenty-four hour rest because this is the first time two power had lost anyone since. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I was um, there. I was in then. I remember watching it on the fucking news, mate. Yeah. And we 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 saw, you know, as in on, on ops. Yeah. Maybe maybe wrong here. Maybe maybe no nine. I apologise, but it's been a long time anyway. Yeah. And um, Lee was very close to many people in in that in that company mm -hmm. from his background and, 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 you know, just his peer group and really strong peer group. Um, 
one of the the most amazing things happened. Um, <clears throat> amazing thing happened. So Chris Dickman asked me to come down to the office and he said, look, uh, Ben, would you take a multiple out, but don't take your own multiple, take volunteers. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to get back out on the ground. We've got to show a presence. Um, can you go in the block and ask for volunteers, um, but don't take your own multiple? I was like, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And um, so I went up and I said, look, guys, you know, no pressure on anyone here. You know, we've got to go back out on the ground. Who wants to go? And all of his best mates put their hand up. Every yeah. single one of his best mates put their hand up. Um, now, there were, you know, uh, a couple of people who who weren't his best mates, but were affected by the situation mm-hmm. uh, and they didn't want to go. And but they needed more time. They're human beings. You know, they yeah. needed more time. Um, but his best mates all said, look, we want to go. This is this is important to us. And we mm-hmm. want and the amount of abuse that they took on the ground from locals who were mm-hmm. taunting them because of they know what yeah, yeah. the situation was. And these guys stood fast and, and did their job. That, again, fucking hit me. Because yeah. what an amazing bunch of paratroopers to, to do that. Yeah. You know, um, okay, respectfully for later tours, I'm talking about a tour that isn't necessarily kinetic. Yeah. Is, is a very frustrating tour where you're not necessarily getting the rounds down. Yeah. You are very much a policing kind of, presence um where you know you can't just get into a firefight and let some some things out of your system um so you know absolutely amazing hats off to these lads just how fucking awesome mm. you know they are uh you know and and that's absolutely uh you know should be should be put back on lee and rich holmes themselves for, for how just how awesome those guys were but yeah. that's how they dealt with it. And then afterwards, obviously, they, they mourned and, and, you know, and did what they needed to do. And, they, and, and some people are still, you know, mourning that now, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but again, for me, it's, 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 it's just so proud. I mean, these are the moments that I, 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 I cherish them. Yeah. You know, if you know what I mean, Mother? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Really cool. Um, yeah, so um, obviously we, we a proper proper melancholy there for anyone who's, who's listening still um, is. But I, I I'd be interested to know people you know coming back and reflecting on on theirs you know and you know we're all in this together really aren't we you know we're all in this sort yeah. of. Uh, but it's the know, one thing that's definitely going to happen to all of us. You know what I mean? It's like, I, Jack, you miss people when they're gone. You miss them, but the, the way I sort of think about it is this. So if you're religious, okay, let's say you believe, you're religious, you believe in heaven, then they're, you know, you're, you're not going to believe that your loved ones go to hell, are you? So, you know, if, they, if they're gone, then they're in heaven and they're fine. If you don't believe in any of that and you believe that you just die, you die and that's it, then they don't know. You don't know you're dead. So the the only person sort of taking any hit on it is you, if you let it, if you let it keep eating at you. You know, their life's finished. They did what they did and it's it's done. And they're either up in heaven laughing at us because we got fucking COVID or there's nothing. It's exactly like it was before you were born and there's nothing. 
So that isn't that isn't depressing. You know, you've got no, it's not. That, it's not depressing at all. Because I, I feel the same as you. I mean, yeah. you know, I feel the same as you. However, you know, we we you know, if people are still talking about these people. We're talking. I've just spoke about four people. Exactly. You know, uh, you know, wow. I mean, you know, amazing people. You know, this yeah. is this is how you you know. You know, you legends, yeah. absolute legends. Every single, every single one of them. Yeah, but you also um, shouldn't feel guilty if you forget someone, as in not completely forget. But you shouldn't go down rabbit holes because you you realise fucking hell, it's the anniversary of so and so down yesterday. I didn't remember. I see guys doing that all the time. Yeah, I, I, I went to Simo's grave three days early. I was like. <laughs> I was like, I went there and I was like, right, I've got to, I've got to remember this. I have to yeah. remember this. So, so, and I always go, right, I know it's my birthday then. I'm going to go then. And I'm uh, definitely going to go because last year I couldn't. I was up in London. I yeah. felt really bad about it. So I was like, right, I'm definitely, because I'm shit when it comes to remembering stuff. So and um, so I turned up and I was like, okay, cool. Uh, you know, it's nice to, you know, in the graveyard seeing uh, the graves of my old, you know, friends. Yeah. Uh, you know, tip my hat and stuff, and and I looked at the the date, and I was like, "That's not for another three days." <laughs> <laughs> but you know, regardless, you know, absolutely regardless. The point is, it's important um, whether you go to a grave or whether you or you acknowledge them in some way, even if it's just you know, yeah. you you have a thought or or they're in someone's conversation. You yeah, know, I just think that I my think, point is that you shouldn't feel guilty for getting on with your life. No, because imagine, they, they, would you want people to be fucking moping about you, or would you want them to be taking the piss out of you and remembering all the fucking stupid things you did and getting on with their life and being happy? That's a, that's yeah. you know, and to to an extent, depending on the circumstance, that's what they died for. Of course, yeah, you know, you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah, you know, you've got to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very good, very good point, very good point. Well, let's uh, be interested to hear anyone's thoughts on. Well, I'm sure there'll be plenty. I'm sure there'll be plenty on this one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those ones, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, what else you got, Gaz? Fucking not much to be honest. Um, I am doing a thing. Do you know what Clubhouse is? Yeah, it's that Mickey Mouse thing that I said before. And we're goofy, aren't we? Mickey Mouse thing, goofy. Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Is that the what is a clubhouse? God, just talk to me. I've got kids. I, I that, think no, I no, no. It's that audio app thing. Do you know what it is? Okay. Oh, so. Okay. Yeah. I remember you talked to me about it before. Yeah. It sounds pretty good. It's um, it's where it's an interactive thing, isn't it? Yeah. So I finally, it's invite only. A couple of days oh, ago, right. I finally got an invite onto it. And it's fucking mental. It's fucking mental. It's like, imagine. So the way it's it like would, a Michael Barrymore. A pool party. <laughs> what, what, what is it? Imagine LinkedIn, but audio. Okay, so everyone's oh, right, on okay. there. Everyone's on there big time, isn't it? Tell me how fucking yeah, mega they are. That's what LinkedIn is all about. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's saying how yeah they in their bios they have this big list of accomplishments. Uh, like everyone's an influencer. Everyone's an entrepreneur. Everyone's a yeah. fucking Asian investor. Everyone's fucking yeah. this and that. Everyone's got their skill at arms. Uh, Hundred percent, yeah, mate. It's fucking crackers, <laughs> and it's run like it's run really weird. So you get it's, when you log into it, it's you sort of enter a room, and the rooms are like, um, it's like listening to a phone call. So there be but there's there's people who are up on the stage, right, 
and they're the moderators. They're like they're the people having the conversation. If you just come into the room, you're just in the audience, and you can't talk. You can only listen. So what you can do is you press a button, and that raises your hand. And then one of the moderators can go, oh, Ben wants to say something. And what they do is they bring you up onto the stage by letting you, they turn your mic on, and then you're allowed to talk and make your point. And then when you're finished talking, you disappear back into the audience. It's fucking weird. Because it's, it's like its own little world. They have like their own language on there. Like when you finish talking. So if I, I'm chatting away. And I've, I've been, I brought up onto the stage and I've, I've said my bit and I go, when I finish talking, I say, uh, I'm Gaz and I've finished speaking. And they all do that. And they all it talk sounds like about, Spoon. It's fine, yeah, that's exactly what it's like. Yeah, it's kind of like that, yeah. Um, but it's all about bringing value. So they, you know, like in, you know, after a brief where all the officers wait to put their hand up and ask a bone question and pretty much just yeah. repeat what's just been said but try yeah, and put the most spin on word. it. Yeah. Essentially, we, yeah. strategic, yeah. something. Buzzwords, exactly. But it's all sort of sales-based uh, and marketing-based and motivational-based. Use the buzzwords, pretty much rephrase what's just been said and uh, try and make it sound like your idea. That's what it's like. It's fucking crazy. So I was talking to Hugh Keir and uh, Rich Sharp, uh, yeah. React guy. Good guys, yeah. Yeah, good guys. I said, look, should we have a bit of fun with it? Are you on this? Should we, should we have a bit of fun with this? So what we're doing as a bit of a, a, a response to the fakeness of that is we're doing a thing where we go half eight every morning. We go on and we just have a chat. We go on and chat. One of us leads the room and we pick a news story or whatever just to spark it off and we'll talk about what you know our opinions of it. We did the first one this morning and it was quite good. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been doing. So we're doing that every weekday at half eight. Um, okay, so what are you achieving out of this? Fuck all, apart from having a laugh and uh, doing a bit of a fight back again. What do you I, think? Is there any? Is there any? Um, is there any? Is is it productive? Is it? Is it a good idea? And um, are people benefiting from it, or or is this more of a? Uh, a platform for people just to gob off about how great they are. I know, I get it right. So it's it's mainly that. So you can't you can't monetize the the, the app itself. You can't monetize there's no way of making money off it other than using it as top of funnel. So you go on there, you chat, you try and get people to be inspired by you or you bring them some value and then they look in your bio and maybe they'll buy the course that you're selling. Or they'll have a look on your website. So if they think you're a good guy, they'll go, well, what's this they're talking about? That's kind of how it works. But because of that, the conversations all just eventually spin around to what the person's got to say so they can push you in the direction of what they're trying to sell. Understood. Yeah. So, I mean, it's entertaining. I'm, like I say, I'm me, Hugh, and Rich on there for a laugh. I've got a spare invitation if you'd like to come on. But uh, I've already, I asked Luke today, and he turned me down. He's like, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> you probably like it because it's all networking. I'm actually, uh, I'm, I am getting involved with something. I think next week, uh, okay. doing some um, kind of, uh, not like, like a Teddy, Ted kind of talk type thing. Are you going to talk about functional um, fitness again? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, that was actually really good. It, it was, was really good. good. I was I took the piss a little bit, but it was it was I watched the whole no, thing it was, and it was, it was good. good. I mean, 
you know, we've got to, you've got to be realistic and, you know, we're sort of targeting, you know, targeting or, or aiming at, you know, everyday people. We're not, totally. you know, you know, yeah. that's what it's, you know, we've all got their own issues and, and got their own troubles. So, um, but yeah, the, the Ted thing, I'm looking forward to it. It's, um, uh, it's quite constructive. Uh, it's not about, uh, it's, I believe it's not like the typical kind of uh, check me out. I'm an influencer telling you a load of inspirational quotes and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I'm not going to tell you about how depressing my life is and how I've turned it around. I think there's some really structured things where, you know, like kind of exactly like we do uh, with our um, social media groups that, you know, you me and the contact coffee guys and stoic guys are on where there's lots of really good helping points where we, so yeah, hopefully I should learn a bit out of it oh so you're not uh, you're hope- you're receiving not giving well a bit of both well okay. I, I think i'm i'm you know typically i'm sending not receiving uh, but i think <laughs> i will probably receive quite a lot out of it because you know okay you know that's it should be good i'm looking forward to it yeah cool man. God, there is definitely there is absolutely an appetite and this is kind of what this fight back thing we're doing on clubhouse is there is an appetite for people who are genuine and are talking about not some magic solution, talking about just daily normal lives and, you know, yeah. fuck-ups and all that stuff. Because people are tired of it. People are tired of the influencer thing. They're tired. They see through it fucking straight away now. Obviously, there's a there's a, a bracket of fucking solid people who haven't seen through it. But the general public basically know when they're being sold to, know when they're being lied to, yeah. know when they're seeing something fake. And you're just better off just being yourself and hoping that people, um, to an extent, like you and think you're a decent person. Yeah, yeah, and and obviously, if, and then ask for if you if you're struggling with this is what I hope this is going to be about. It's, yeah. I hope it's going to be a like I've struggled to do this, this, and this um, for a number of reasons. A I'm not very good at this sort of thing. Yeah. B, I don't have this network, and mm. C, you know, I'm not in, I'm not in a position to, etc. So, what I'm, what I'm kind of hoping is that it's going to be more of a, you know, a real learning thing for everyone, where you actually find the the answers to, to you know, to your problems, mm. because you know these influencers, influencers, you know, they're living these sort of made up great lives, or even these great lives that they're being paid to have. Yeah. But actually, the the average man isn't going to have that. No. But they still need the answers to certain problems so they can achieve what they need to do at the end of the day. So uh, yeah, man. Yeah, kind of cool. That should be good. Tell me how it goes. The anti-influencer. That's it, man. What, yeah. what is an anti? Um, uninfluential. <laughs> uninfluential. <laughs> who, who knows, mate? We need a buzzword. Yeah. No, well, uh, I think that's pretty much it, man. We've done an hour and a half, pretty much. Cool. Yeah. Um, I suppose uh, I've, I've had a bit of tea. I think there's some uh, bit of salmon left at home. Oh, salmon. A mm, little bit of salmon. Mm. Yeah. I need to go make some salmon. I've got to go to the shops on the way home. Yeah. They did, right, here you go. Is this just my relationship or did normal people do this or everybody else do this? Um, right. Fucking brief story. I went home this afternoon. My missus working from home. I took the dogs out for a walk. One of my Pomeranians, because she's fucking solid, sprinted headfirst into a fucking fence and scratched her eyeball. So we had to go to the vet this afternoon. 
So me and my missus got in the car, went to the vets. Um, while she's in the vets, I say, right, because the Marks and Spencer's there. Like, right, I'm going to pop to Marks and Spencer's to get some food. She's, Do you need anything? Uh, no, I, oh, yeah, actually, I need some fucking coffee mate and some toilet roll, right? I was like, okay, there's an Aldi back there. She wants to go to Aldi. Right, we'll go to Aldi. Get back in the car. We drive the 200 meters to Aldi. She then pretty much fucking refuses to go into the shops. She's like, well, you go. I'm like, but we're going for you. The stuff's for you. Like, we weren't going to go to the shops unless it's for, it was for you. So why am I suddenly now going? Is that just me? No. No. No, no. But you're not going to win this. You're not no, going to win I this. I won't win it, but I'm infuriated because I've now got to go to the shops on the way home and get all the things that she wanted because she was 50 metres from the door of fucking Aldi and wouldn't get out of the car. In fact, I'm talking absolute shit. She, went, she got out of the car. She went in to look for the things she wanted, didn't have the things she wanted, and came out and didn't get my stuff that I asked for. <laughs> Our principal. You know what you should have done? I would have left a fucking Pomeranian somewhere. <laughs> I can't do that. I'm in love with it. Oh, really? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, I'm gonna, that's what I'm doing. I'm going home. I'm going to go to the shops on the way home and get all the things that... She wants and I want because obviously I've lost that battle. Fuck's sake, mate. Fuck's yeah, sake. Coffee, mate. Um, all right, cool. Um, listen, mate, really good to see you. Same, dude. Coffee, mate. Coffee, mate. I don't even fucking use it. Painful. I know. It's fucking disgusting stuff. It's disgusting stuff. Fucking hell. Um, right. Yeah. Hey, good to see you, mate. Um, listen, yeah. we'll um, obviously we're going to miss. Uh, tomorrow's and then look forward to having a chat next week let's get catch up over the weekend anyway roger um, and see whenever you're free and we'll, we'll get catch up okay dude. cheers awesome. everyone who was listening um, thank you thanks very much appreciate it see you a bit mate later bro all the best bye bye